Once we learn to use our mind to train it, it will do some astounding things for us, as you'll soon see. Jose Silva, who was born August 11, 1914, and he lived till February 7, 1999, the author of the Silva Mind Control Method. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. I'm Andrea Samadhi, and like many of you listening, have been fascinated with learning and understanding the science behind high-performance strategies to increase our results in our schools, our sports, and our modern workplaces. As we're in the midst of holiday season here, with Thanksgiving this past week in the U.S. and Christmas fast approaching, we'll be narrowing our focus here on the podcast and resuming interviews in the new year. Until then, this episode will launch a series where I'll be taking us on a deep dive into the benefits of developing a meditation practice. Well, I'm sure that those of you who tune into the podcast already have a practice in place, I wanted to cover a meditation method that I came across years ago that our last interview with Dr. Hassan Ibn Akram reminded me about. The goal of this series is to help all of us to reduce stress with this practice, but also to see if we can learn something new and refine our practice for those who work in our schools to improve learning, in our sports environments for improved focus and concentration towards a specific goal, and in the corporate workplace for ideas to improve creativity and focus. We'll begin this series reviewing Jose Silva and Philip Mila's The Silver Mind Control Method that's based on the revolutionary program by the founder of the world's most famous mind control course. This course is something I came across while working in the seminar industry. And while interviewing Dr. Hassan Ibn Akram on our last episode number 260, He reminded me of Jose Silva's program that helped him with his self-esteem as a teenager in addition to his studies and a few other areas of his life, and this reminded me that I'd come across Silva's work years ago. I'd actually forgotten about this book and many of the techniques that we learned that were actually adaptations of Silva's work, and I thought that since meditation is helping so many people around the world, and it's now mainstream in our schools, with athletes, and in the corporate world, it would be fascinating to take a closer look at Jose Silva's method to see if it could help all of us to enhance our current meditation practice, myself included. Then I dove into the Silva method, and I realized his work is going to need to be broken up over a few episodes, like we did with the Think and Grow Rich book review, just to make it applicable for all of us and give each chapter careful consideration as we look to see what parts of the Silva Method could help us to improve our own lives. I wanted to release this episode last Friday, but in order to cover this topic properly, I knew I had to review the Silva Method myself thoroughly, do exactly what he instructs us to do, and not cut any corners. So this weekend, instead of recording, I reviewed and practiced the strategies in the first three chapters of this book, making more connections to past episodes, and increasing my learning and understanding before sharing these ideas with you. 
If you listen to our episode 258 with Frederica Fabricius on her new book, The Brain-Friendly Workplace, I asked her what science has to say about those flashes of insight that we all have access to and therefore improve creativity and performance. And she explained that when you're relaxed, your brainwaves slow down to the alpha state. Frederica further explained that we can measure these brainwaves with EEG scans and that at moments of insight, or those aha moments, the brain has gamma oscillations that can be trained and measured that she called the gamma insight effect. After speaking with Frederica, I wondered how we could all train our brain to reach these levels to gain those flashes of insight on demand, or at least more often to help us with our lives and our work. Whenever I've had a flash of insight about something, It's often during times when I'm relaxed, like if I'm in a massage or in the shower or during a meditation, but they happen when I'm not expecting them. So I've learned to write them down to see if I can learn the meaning behind them and determine if the insight could be useful or not. Have you had flashes of insight like this? When do they happen for you? How could you make use of what you're seeing? So after thinking about this for a bit, I remembered our interview 148 with Dr. James Hart and his bio-cybernaut Alpha 1 training that helped people like Tony Robbins to access the zone or peak performance on demand and increase those heightened levels of awareness for reduced stress and increased productivity. And I wondered if there was a way that we could do this ourselves without having to pay the money to attend a training somewhere else. Dr. Hassan Akram spoke about attending Dave Asprey's five-day 40 Years of Zen training that was life-changing, but he also mentioned the Silva Method on episode 260 that's designed specifically to help us to tap into the alpha or those deeply relaxed brain states with other parts of the program that could train us to reach the theta state, which is relaxed consciousness, or the delta state when we're in a deep sleep. Dr. Hassan, who successfully built seven companies, believes that the Silva Method launched his mind to a whole new way of thinking, and he spoke about how Einstein and Edison would gain those flashes of insight from relaxing their minds in a certain way, something that we all have access to do. Dr. Hassan is a huge believer in the Silva Method that shows us how to access these creative brain states and then give us some ideas of what to do with them once we're there. Jose Silva himself believed that once we learn how to use the tools in his program, that we all have the ability to become geniuses. Napoleon Hill even wrote about this in his best-selling book, Think and Grow Rich, when he said that a better definition of genius is a man who had discovered how to increase the intensity of thought to a point where he can communicate with sources of knowledge not available through the ordinary rate of thought. Read that quote a few times and keep thinking. How could you benefit from diving a bit deeper into your meditation practice? We've covered meditation on this podcast, beginning with Dr. Dan Siegel, all the way back to episode 28, where we spoke with Dr. Siegel about something he calls mindsight, or seeing the mind in another person, and he says that this is the basis for social and emotional intelligence. Then on episode 60, 
We dove deeper into the wheel of awareness meditation and the science behind a meditation practice, which is evident to anyone who goes to pubmed.gov and you type in the word meditation, you'll see over 9,000 results showing that mindfulness and meditation clearly improves our health and wellness. Dr. Dan Siegel has mentioned the research often with his wheel of awareness meditation that he says integrates the structure and function of the brain. And by integration, he means moving towards well-being. But with all these episodes, we've focused on what meditation does. It improves our mental and physical health and well-being. But we've never covered exactly how to access these altered states of consciousness or what to do when we get there. Mostly because until I read Jose Silva's book, I had no idea what I was doing when I was meditating. I'd been doing many of the exercises in Silva's program that I'd learned from different seminars and sources over the years without fully understanding exactly what I was doing, and I noticed I could use some improvements with my own practice. When Frederica Fabricio said that accessing these different brain states could be trained, and then suddenly Dr. Hassan mentioned how he trained his brain all those years ago, I thought it was time to take a closer look at our brain states. My goal with this episode and this series is to help me to be more intentional with my meditation practice and then share what I'm learning with you here. Just keep an open mind as I share my insights with you from each chapter. See how the ideas could help you to improve your practice and perhaps give you more insights along the way. So in part one of this book review, we're going to cover chapter one using more of our mind in special ways. We'll look at what this program has done for others. We'll meet Jose Silva. We'll look at how to meditate. We'll review the brain states, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Then we'll learn how to quickly access the alpha state for improved creativity and intuition. We'll learn how to use a mental screen in our mind for heightened visualization. And then we'll learn how to think about helping yourself or others with this practice. So for this episode number 261, we'll begin our deep dive into Jose Silva's mind control method used by over 10 million students around the world to see if we can all use his work that's based on accessing altered states of consciousness to train our brain in ways where school just never taught us. The only reason I heard about Jose Silva's method was when I sold seminars for Bob Proctor back in the late 90s, many of the seminar attendees asked me if I'd heard of Silva's training. Over the years, I learned that parts of Silva's methods were used in many of the seminars I'd attended in the personal development industry, but I'd never looked at the entire program as Jose Silva had written it. Much like I'd only read parts of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book until I decided to review it myself on this podcast earlier this year. We'll be going through the chapters of Jose Silva's book together and see what resonates with our current practice enough to dive deeper into it. Now there's two ways you could learn about these concepts. You could learn with me here on the podcast Or if you want to go deeper, you could pay to do one of the trainings like Dr. Hassan Akram did with Dave Asprey or what Tony Robbins did with Dr. James Hart and his BioCybernaut Alpha One training 
or even dive deeper into the Silva method, as this method is now called the Ultramind system that you could purchase through Mind Valley, which is where the program exists today. It's here that the CEO of Mind Valley, a New York Times bestselling author himself, Vishen Lakiani, was asked to be the face of Jose Silva's work just a few years after he passed away. So let's dive into part one of my review of the Silva Method. Remember when Dr. Hassan held up his copy of Jose Silva's book from our last episode? The book is actually written as a book within a book. The outside chapters, chapters one and two, and the ending, 17 to 20, were actually written by Philippe Mila, who orients us to Jose Silva and the millions of graduates who have benefited from the program, while the inside of the book consists of the techniques we'll learn written by Jose Silva. We'll learn more about the type of man Jose Silva was, but I have to clarify the title of the program that's based solely on learning to control our mind for the betterment of mankind. The program cannot be used in any other way and is not meant to be used to control anyone other than our own minds. As we saw with the quote we opened up with, once we can learn how to use our mind, it will do some astounding things. Throughout this series, we'll see how it can be used to improve our own intuitive and creativity skills, solve large and small problems that we might have in business and in life, and even uncover ways we can use the tools to improve our own health or the health of others. Just keep an open mind as we go through the chapters, and I'll show you how I've either used the tools myself or how I've seen them being used by others for results that cannot be denied. Now, don't just take my word for the deep work that we're going to uncover in the next few episodes. Here's what some of the leading experts have said about Jose Silva's method, as well as what Jose Silva himself has said that the program has done for others. A marketing company used it to create 18 new products. 14 Chicago White Sox players used it to boost their scores. Celebrities have used it, and they credit Jose Silva for improving their focus and creativity. Colleges and universities have used it to help students study less but learn more. You can access the research that's been done on this program to date, and I'll put a link in the show notes. The late Dr. Wayne Dyer said that anything with the name Jose Silva as the author has my vote before I even opened a page one. The founder of Precious Moments, John Butler, said that any CEO who's not using altered states of mind is at a competitive disadvantage. As you go through this book review with me, think of where the Silva program could help you. There'll be some areas that will resonate with you that you can practice and refine and others that you can set aside for a later time. At the end of each of these review episodes, I'll have a section for you to put the ideas into action with clear examples of how I've used these exercises. Remember, when a person learns to function mentally at this deeper level, creativity is enhanced, memory is improved, and a person is better able to solve problems. Let's move on to Chapter 2 and meet Jose Silva. And for a second, it almost felt like I was about to interview him. Wouldn't that be something? What's crazy for me to see, looking back now at Silva's work, is that he began the Silva method with his children 
while he was working on a way to improve learning. Like any parent, he wanted the best for his own children with their academics. But Jose Silva went above and beyond what most of us would do for this to occur. He took his knowledge of working with radios and electronic circuitry, what he did for his work that he excelled at, and combined this knowledge with the fact that we know the mind generates energy, and he developed a program that he hoped would help the brain to work more efficiently. He tested his ideas on his own children. Imagine Jose Silva as a young man with young children who would work his job in radio repair until 9 p.m. every night, come home, eat dinner, help put his children to bed, and then when his house was quiet, he would go on to study until midnight. He would learn the ideas that would eventually help his own children improve their grades, extending the course to other children who achieved even better results with his program because he refined and improved it along the way. And then within three years, he developed the courses that we know today. This is where the Silva Method began that has now been validated by over half a million experiments, proving the results that no one could ignore. Chapter 3, How to Meditate. Let's review the brain states beta, alpha, theta, and delta. The beta brain states are where we spend most of our waking time in normal and alert consciousness with brain waves at about 15 to 30 cycles a second. It's here that we can feel the stress and anxiousness of daily life. So finding ways to offset this stress can be helpful. Next is the alpha brain state where a brain slows down and we begin to feel healing, a sense of relaxation or bliss at around 19 to 40 cycles a second with our brain waves. This brain state is where most of Jose Silva's programs are centered around. Then there's the theta brain state that involves deeper relaxation with access to problem solving while these waves slow down to about four to eight cycles a second. If we can train our brain to stay awake here, we'll be able to access heightened levels of creativity and intuition for solving problems. In chapter seven of the book, Jose Silva covers creative sleep. He says, understand a man's dreams and you understand the man. Finally, there's the delta state when our brain waves slow down to one to three cycles a second while we're in deep dreamless sleep. So how do we use the Silva method to access the alpha state where all this magic begins? Step one, how to access the alpha state. You can access this state when you first wake up, before bed, or any other time you have 15 minutes to relax your mind. The alpha state is the easiest state to access, as we'll already be in it the first five minutes after we wake up. Jose Silva suggests is all you have to do to reach the alpha or meditative level of mind when you awaken in the morning, go to the bathroom, then return to bed. Set your alarm for 15 minutes later in case you drift off to sleep during this exercise. Close your eyes and look upward behind your eyelids at about a 20 degree angle. For reasons not fully understood, this position of the eyes alone will trigger the brain to produce alpha. Now slowly at about two second intervals, count backwards from 100 to 1. As you do this, keep your mind on it and you'll be an alpha for the first time. 
Even though you'll be in the alpha on the very first try if you concentrate, you'll still need seven weeks of practice to go to the lower levels of alpha, then to theta. Use the 100 to 1 method for 10 mornings. Jose Silva suggests the 40-day technique to guarantee that you get to the alpha level where you begin by counting backwards from 100 to 1 for 10 mornings. Then you can go to count from 50 to 1 for the next 10 mornings and then 20 to 1 for 10 mornings and then 10 to 1 until you get to 5 to 1. I'm currently in the first 10 days of counting backwards from 100 to 1 to allow myself to drift deeper into alpha in the morning as well as before I go to sleep at night. I noticed I'm more focused on my morning meditation, whereas before, without counting down or being aware of if I was in alpha or not, I was just sitting there not as focused as I knew I could have been. I practiced Dan Siegel's Will of Awareness meditation each morning, and going into the alpha state first has deepened my brain state where I no longer drift off when I hear a noise or something. So to put this first step into practice, begin using the 100 to 1 countdown at night or in the morning or whenever you plan to access the alpha level to improve your current practice. I'm in my first few days of practicing this method before sleep, and the first couple of nights, I fell asleep before I could even get to one. So I'll just keep trying as I'd like to get to the point where I can just count from five to one to access the alpha state like Jose Silva suggests. And if you're as serious about accessing this level as I am, I suggest keeping a note card next to your workplace or wherever you're going to be practicing so you can check off where you are in the process. After 10 days, you can progress to the next step until you're able to access the alpha state from simply counting back from 5 to 1. Next is step 2. Once you reach the alpha state, then what? Next, you're going to learn how to use a mental screen for heightened visualization. Central to Jose Silva's method of mind control is the power of visualization, and he says right from the beginning... From the very moment you reach your meditative level, what he calls the alpha state, you must learn to practice visualization. The better you can learn to visualize, the more powerful will be your experience with mind control. He also believes that his process goes far beyond what many of us have come across in other meditation programs. And as I go through each chapter, I'll leave it to you to pick and choose what parts of his program resonate with you to use in practice. But this part is important to master for everything else we'll be learning. To put this into practice, when you close your eyes, what do you see? Raise your eyes up a bit, about 20% upwards above the horizon. And what do you see? Is it black or can you use your mind to create things? Begin with simple things like an orange or an apple. And this takes time and practice. This mental screen will help you in many ways as we move through different lessons, and it's important, but don't be tied to what you think you should see. We're all at different stages of learning here. I started seeing things on the screen of my mind starting in my late 20s, and things would just flash when I was relaxed. I never had control over what I was seeing, though. It just happened, and I'd either know what I was seeing Or I'd be wondering, what on the earth is that? So I'm hoping with time, effort, and practice, 
I'll gain better control over what I'm able to visualize so I can put it to better use. Step three, now utilize this power. With time and practice, it will be this screen that you'll learn how to help yourself and others. You'll begin creating small and simple things until you're ready to solve bigger problems in your daily life or your work, from your health, or even improving learning and creativity. So to put this into practice, just begin here with playing around with what you can create on the screen of your mind in the alpha state. If you do nothing else other than these three steps, you'll experience what William Wordsford called a happy stillness of mind. Think of this as a journey within your mind. Each day, you'll be getting better and better, mentally stronger and stronger. And remember the quote that we opened up with, once we learn to use our mind to train it, it will do some astounding things for us. You'll soon see. So to review part one of the Silva Method, we covered chapter one, using more of our mind in special ways. We looked at what this program has done for others. In chapter two of the book, we met Jose Silva, and we learned about his passion for helping others to improve their ability to learn. In chapter three of the book, we learned how to meditate. We reviewed the brain states beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Then we learned how to quickly access the alpha state to improve creativity and intuition using the countdown method. We learned about the mental screen in our mind for heightened visualization, and it will be this screen that we'll use to help ourselves and others in future chapters. Some final thoughts. As we close out this episode, I wanted to share that while there are many programs out there, I'm not here to say that one is better than the next. If you studied the father of mindfulness, John Kabat-Zinn, you'll recall that he reminds us that we're already perfect and that mindfulness is not about attaining a certain state that brings us to this new level of perfection, but that we're already whole and perfect to start with. Whatever program you're doing now, see if there's anything that we cover that interests you to dive deeper into and further enhance what you're already doing. And with that, I'll post the topics of our upcoming episodes in the show notes, and I'll see you in a few days with episode 162 on dynamic meditation and improving our memory. See you next time. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 